Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Athletes. My name is Michael Ruzil and I am the host to the show where I get to interview Olympic athletes and hopefuls on their story and path to the Games. Today, we have Gia Dunan, USA Rowing Olympic hopeful. Gia was so much fun getting to talk to. Um, she started rowing like nine years ago and now she is poised to make the Olympic Games, knock on wood, hopefully. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, Gia was so much fun getting to learn about what she did, um, what it was like in college world championships, what she needs to do to make the 2020 Olympic games. Um, she's out here in New Jersey now because of the weather that's finally nice that she can come in and enjoy it. But, uh, Gia, it was so cute, so wonderful, has such a great personality. I'm so excited for this episode to get out. So more and more people can hear about what she's been through and, and, you know, hopefully some of the incredible things that she's got going on. So very excited for that. So before that, Word from launchingpodcast.com. If you're looking to create your own podcast, which I did and I learned everything from this course, go to www.launchingpodcast.com. It is an easy step-by-step video course on how to do everything. What microphones to buy, what programs to download, free, paid, the whole nine. Um, And it really just gives you a great, great understanding and it'll take you from hey, I want to create a podcast to hey, look, I just released my fourth episode and getting all your friends to check it out. So absolutely fantastic there. Make sure you use promo code Mike for $50 off. That's promo code Mike for $50 off. You're going to gain relationships. You're going to become a thought leader. You're going to learn more. You're going to do more. You're going to get your information out there, brand awareness. Absolutely fantastic idea. This is my favorite part of every day is making these podcasts, editing them, not so much. Um, The actual interviewing and talking into the microphone, absolute favorite part of the day. So thank you so much to them. Again, one more time, promo code Mike for $50 off at launchingpodcast.com. Without further ado, here's Gia. All right, today's special guest, Gia Dunin of USA Rowing 2020 Olympic hopeful. Gia was born June 30th, 1994 in Rochester, Massachusetts, started rowing in 2010. Fun story around that with her, within her second year at Tabor, right? Tabor. 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 Second time again, that's fine. Tabor Academy, signed with the University of Texas, their back baby, four-time All-Big 12, three-time first-team All-American, three-time Big 12 champion, two-time Big 12 rower of the year, nominated in 2017 for female NCAA Woman of the Year. During her time at Texas, she won gold in the eight and the four in the 2016 U23 championships. She has been a senior team member on on Team USA for 17 and 18, knock on wood for 19, but I expect it to come, and won gold in the eighth and ninth ninth place in the pair at the World Championships in Bulgaria in 2018. Gia, thanks for hanging out with us today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. The pleasure, I promise, is all mine. So Gia, if you don't mind, let's go all the way back to the beginning, 1994, summer of 1994. I hear something pretty cool happened up in Rochester, Massachusetts. What was it like? What was it like growing up in Massachusetts? Seems like a fun place. Yeah, Massachusetts was awesome. Um, I really love it there. The four seasons, it's unlike any other place. You know, you go anywhere else in the country and they won't have, you know, winter fall spring summer for the same amount of time and it's you know something special about mass yeah uh, i'm gonna i'm from the northeast and i will 100 percent disagree with you i'm pretty sure we only have two seasons it's either cold or hot what? um in my opinion yeah the no fall way. is great that two weeks of fall man i love it and the three weeks of rain for spring fantastic no, i love it there's, but- a, there's a there's a solid time in the year both springtime and fall where it's 70 degrees and it's light sweater feeling good 
feeling great. It's a man. good time over there. Man, I will. Um, all right. We will agree to disagree. Um, that is fine. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, you know where I'm from, obviously, with the print, uh, with the, the rowing center in Princeton. I live about 25 minutes from there. And, you know, it's, it's almost spring. Why aren't you guys, you know, here instead of in, you know, beautiful, sunny Chula Vista, California? I, I really wonder what the reason is there. You know, spring's right around the corner. But we don't need to get into a little argument. So um, you grew up playing sports a lot, I'm assuming. Tell us a little bit about that and kind of how rowing eventually came naturally to you. Yeah, so um, I started at a very young age. I played soccer. I think I was three or four. The youngest age you can go out there. Mm-hmm. My parents kind of just like, all right, let's go get out there. Um, and then I started playing softball in elementary school and middle school. And I think that was when I first started being competitive with a sport because I started doing travel softball. And at the same time, I was also playing basketball. I was kind of all over the place, <laughs> always doing a little bit of something. Um, but yeah, so I was traveling with softball and then, uh, in middle school, it was kind of like, do I want to play basketball or softball type of deal? And then I stuck with basketball and was still competing with basketball in the summer. So summer and normal school time, I was Mm -hmm. always playing something. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, seems like you're a pretty active kid. Um, that is, that is always great to uh, do. I also, as a young lad was pretty active and played every sport under the sun. Um, soccer was the first one I dropped. Um, I'm really bad at it and I hated to run that much running. It's okay to run, but man, that was just so excessive. But so, um, so in high school, you eventually tried out for rowing. Tell us the story around, I mean, I, I kind of made a little joke about it in the beginning, your, your second freshman year almost, but like, what was, what was the reasoning for changing schools after a year and, and retaking the worst year of high school one more time? <laughs> yeah, well, um, I went to Fairhaven High School, which was uh, my public school at the time, and I did volleyball, basketball, and track there. And I did pretty well at track, and I liked it, but I went to, I transferred to a um, prep school, Tabor Academy, and there you're able to repeat your year and it was really, it's an advantage for sports and for mm-hmm. academics, really. Just get a new four years of high school. And I mm-hmm. love that. It was actually, it was not my worst year. So it was I actually kid, pretty I good. Kid. No, yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, when I went to Tabor, um, they didn't have volleyball, which was kind of disappointing. But um, I actually started talking to the rowing coach and, um, he was really like, you should try it. You should try it. And I was like, I don't know. That seems really hard. That's not really my cup of tea. But um, the spring training trip was actually in Austin, Texas. And so I was like, yeah, might as well give it a try. I've never been to Texas. Austin seems like a cool city. Um, and so I just went and I was like, all right, I'm not going to do track anymore. I'm just going to try rowing and see what happens. And I went to Austin and I loved it. Never been in a boat before. Jumped in it was just a different experience. And so I was hooked after that spring training trip freshman year. That is awesome. And what was the reason for transferring to uh, Tabor? Was there, was there a specific reason or just like, Hey, I wanted to stay in a little bit longer, get better grades, do better at sports. Like what was the reasoning? Yeah. Um, going to a prep school, we kind of thought the academics were a little bit better. And so maybe okay. I would have better opportunities um, leaving Tabor than I would leaving a public school. 
And look at that. You had some pretty cool opportunities while you're there that yeah. led you somewhere. So yeah, I mean, clearly it was the right decision. Um, I always love it. Every, every hopeful and Olympian story, there's always this one little like, well, if they had volleyball, I would have done volleyball instead. Or, you know, if we didn't consider yeah. transferring, I would have never had the opportunity. So I think that it's super cool um, that you've been able to, you know, that, that fork in the road, you, you took it and uh, you are where you are talking to some random guy uh, about your life story <laughs> on the internet today. Not a bad, not yeah, a bad exactly. day. Not a bad day. Um, so if you don't mind, could you explain the sport? So one thing I always like to do for the audience members and honestly myself a little bit is these sports that we consider Olympic sports, and I'm going to throw air quotes around them, meaning we really only watch them once every four years. So say you and I are sitting on the couch, we're watching some, some impressive rowers go at it. What would be something, I mean, we all know first to the finish line wins, but what's something that you would kind of point out and, and, and make a case for me to say, hey, you should pay attention to that if we were watching a race together? Um, I'd say rowing is definitely a big physiological sport. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of sports are skill based and, um, you need to know, I mean, you need to know how to row and have technique, but it's a six minute race and it starts with a sprint <laughs> and ends with a sprint. So you're, you're kind of working your butt off the whole way. Um, and it's, I love it because it's really impressive and you have a respect for everyone who's rowing because you know how hard it is. And, um, yeah, the whole race, you have a start, a middle, and an end, but you really see how different each um, country is based off of where they fall at the end mm -hmm. of the race. Like, mm -hmm. what parts they take moves, or are they slowing down, or are they staying the same, or are they speeding up? It's really cool to see um, how fit people are. Mm -hmm. And do you, do you like, I guess, <clears throat> watch film, kind of, on what other countries are doing, and how they're competing, and... and try and look for things that maybe you could do better? Um, it's kind of hard to watch film about how other teams race, but we do know like where we slow down because it's not like anyone is in our lane slowing us down. It's us going from point A to point B as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And so as a boat, we kind of talk it over, like where could it have gone better? Like where did we do a good job? That type of deal. And so Overall, we try to better our performance based off of the feeling and the speed mm -hmm. of the boat. Okay, cool. So it's kind of a, a you versus the world thing, I guess, considering, I mean, it's, you're just trying to go as fast as you can. It doesn't matter how fast they're going if you don't do your, run your best race or, or, or row your best race, if I may. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't really matter. So I think that that's really interesting. So thank you for that. Uh, next time I watch, I have a, I've, I've had a few rowers on recently, so I have a much better understanding of the sport. So I'm excited to uh, dive into that. No pun intended. Um, why do you love rowing so much? Like, what was it, what about it when you first tried it? You were just like, you know, as you said, you were hooked. But, like, what, what kept you going? I mean, in such a physical sport and such a demanding sport that you're willing to do this at 6 o'clock in the morning as a, as a, you know, freshman in college. Tell me more about that. I think I really liked rowing because it was so different. It wasn't a ball sport or a game. It was... I was really intrigued by just the water and you put your blade in and you push the boat away, but everyone has a different way of doing it. And how can I be the best rower I can be? And I think I like a lot of challenges and just the fact that I could rowing is something that I will never perfect. There's mm -hmm. always going to be a better catch. There's always going to be more connection and you're always going to be longer. And so I think 
the longer I stay in the sport, the more I realize how much I don't know. And so that is really exciting to me. And I always want to keep finding out more and more things. So that kind of keeps me, keeps me going. Mm-hmm. Keeps you intrigued. It's like a mystery. What can you learn today? Um, I love that. Exactly. And I mean, clearly you've, you've learned a little bit. I mean, I don't need to read all of those accolades again, cause I don't think I have enough breath, but I mean, four time, all big 12, <laughs> three time, first, uh, first team of all American is pretty incredible. Um, so let's just, I guess, jump into your time at Texas. I mean, what about, I mean, obviously it sounds like when you went down there, is when you fell in love with it. But was there any other schools on your radar that you considered um, going to, or was it, you know, hook them the whole way? Well, there were a few schools I went on officials with, but again, I started at Tabor, like at Tabor, we started the spring training ship in Austin. And so I always had this idea of Texas and mm-hmm. I love the school. And um, I was always, I always found myself comparing myself or comparing other schools to Texas and so in the end, I was like, why do I keep comparing to this one school? Like, I know I want to go there. So it was hook them all the way from there. That's awesome, baby. I love it. That is fantastic. And I mean, you you got there, what, in 2014, 2015? So that was right about the time that they started to come back. So could we say that Gia Dunin brought Texas back? Um, no, I think um, <laughs> there was a Don't be so humble. Come on. Change. <laughs> I, think I, I think I did a good job taking part in um, – our coach came in, a new coach came in sophomore year and my class did a great job of just committing to his plan. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I took part of it because I was one of those rowers um, and I really trusted him and I was going to do whatever he asked. Like if he's like, I need you guys to go harder. We're like, okay, we didn't know that was hard, but we're going to go harder. And then it was right. So um, you know, the build happened my sophomore year and it kept going and I just kept going with it. So I, was, I took part of it. I took yes. part in it. You're a part of why the reason why Texas is back. I love it. Um, I mean, I didn't, I did not realize that there was a coaching change during your time there. I mean, what was that like? I mean, obviously you had dreams of going to the school from a, a younger age, but I'm assuming you had contact with the coach and you were always, you, you know, on that side of it. So what was it like either? I don't know if he was fired or left or, or he or she was fired or left or however it worked, but what was that like? I mean, especially right after a year of being there, coming into almost like in a completely new system. Yeah, I had my freshman year, I had an amazing coach, Carrie Graves. Um, she retired after my freshman year mm-hmm. and um, the assistant coach, Melissa Perone, they just had an amazing staff um, and they were very supportive actually in me getting to where I am now. Cause I didn't even know anything about after college rowing or anything like that, but they were the ones who actually introduced ID camps and stuff like that to me. So they were, amazing and very supportive and then Carrie retired my head coach Carrie Graves retired and then Dave O'Neill he was the Cal coach he started at Texas so she retired Dave came in and then he kind of set the groundwork of where we need to be to be um, competitive in the NCAAs and you were pretty competitive again don't need to read all the accolades but clearly you guys did something well while you were there yeah, we did pretty well. Um, we didn't. We we never went to the NCAA championship at all before as a team. Um, and then Dave came in, and then you know we had some great teammates who also came in, and we ended up going to NCAAs the next year. And then our boat, the first date, came in fourth at the NCAAs. So we we're like, whoa, this is a big change. It was That's awesome. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, and that's cool. It sounds like you just took it in stride, and it was whatever, whatever coach says to do, 
I'll just do it. That guy knows probably a little bit more than I will. Um, so no, I love, I love that. Um, and I mean, like what, what does it mean to you to be like three time first team all American? I mean, like, that's not like an easy feat. So there's not too many of them on planet earth. Like what, what does that mean to you in understanding that a, you were legitimately a big part of bringing Texas back, especially on the rowing side. I don't know how much in football, but that is what it is. Um, but then also like really crushing it while you were there and getting the most out of yourself. Um, I think it's hard in rowing to be like, oh, I'm a big, I'm an all-American. I'm this thing because it really is the people around you and you're in an eight. So it's not like one person is going to make the eight go really fast. But I think I had really great teammates that encouraged me and my coaches saw some potential. So I was like, they were pushing me, my teammates were pushing me. And at that point, you don't want to let up or let anyone down. So I just kept going. And then that year I ended up being an all American. So I was like, Oh, I just, I'm just going. And then mm. this is just what happened. So I love it. I don't know. No, no, no. I love it. A very political answer, you know, like, okay, everyone else contributed. No, it's great. It's great. I love it. No, no, no. That's, that's good stuff. And and during your time at Texas was when you were on the under 23 team, 2016, correct. And you went to the, um, you won gold while, while yeah. at Texas at a, at a um, U23 World Championship event. Was that your first taste of major success in, let's call it, international waters, if I may? Yeah. Um, the year before, 2015, I tried out for the team, and I didn't make it. I herniated my disc, actually, Ow. that summer. Mm. So that was pretty painful. But I recovered and built back up and then that summer was the first summer that I did go internationally to compete so um, that was that was a lot of fun very yeah. different first time and you won gold while you were there so that's pretty yeah. cool um I mean that's a I mean it was U23 not to like say it's, it's not like it's senior team but at the same time I mean your first time like does that set the bar extremely high now and now your expectation for yourself is almost like well if we're not going to win what are we doing here I think yeah, I mean, you go and you want to give your best performance. And I genuinely believe that we were the fastest out there. And so if we gave our best effort, then it doesn't matter what how fast anyone else is going, we we're going to cross the line first. Mm-hmm. Man, you're so great with these political answers. And just I love it. No, you do a great job. <laughs> no, not, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. A, I'm kidding. It's true, true. I believe you. I believe you. Don't worry. So let's fast forward. Um, so you, after Texas, you make it onto the senior U.S. team, which is essentially just the the national U.S. team, uh, 17 and 18, crossing our fingers, knocking on wood for 19. What um, what was it like when you were almost like accepted into this club and like understanding like you are one of the best at something in the entire country? Like what was that like emotionally and like what were the experiences you had around that? It, yeah, it's pretty great. Every day, I mean, being at the training center every day, I'm rowing beside people who are Olympians and who have won gold in Rio. And so they're the best of the best. And so I'm still kind of starstruck every day. Um, It's really cool being around them. And so there's times where I'm just like, take it in. I can't believe I'm here. Okay. Uh, Yeah, everyone just kind of inspires me. And it's it's pretty great. I don't know. It's kind of hard to put a word to it, mm-hmm. but 
it's it makes me want to be there mm-hmm. yeah I, the reason i ask is because i'll never be there so i have to live vicariously through you so i hope that's all right um with yeah. with, with joining the team and, and being around some of these incredible people and athletes and as you said you know already gold medal winners how much have you seen in yourself improvement in rowing in just two short years, considering the amount of training you're able to do now that you don't have to worry about school and studies, you're working with some incredible people and competing against the, you know, some of the best athletes on planet earth. I've seen, yeah, a pretty big improvement, just rest and recovery alone. Okay. At school you have practice and then you have to go to school all day so you're on your you're sitting or you're on your feet and you're walking to class and then you have another practice and then you have homework and so we really didn't get much sleep in college Uh, really you're up Mm. doing something (laughs) yeah weird and so now being on like on the senior team you realize how important sleep is and just by sleep alone I feel like I've made gains Mm -hmm. um and then just add to the training and everyone pushing you. It's just, yeah, I've seen a lot of, I've PR'd a few times. So it's been encouraging. There we go. That is fantastic. And then, so you joined the team in 17. Did you have any international competitions in 2017 that you went to? So I went to the world championships in 2017, but Mm -hmm. that was in Sarasota. So so in the U S yeah. Um, that summer was the first time I joined the Princeton training center and then was, um, made the team as a spare and so I went there and saw how everything was which was amazing and then we came back and then that next year was my goal to mm-hmm. be racing instead of being a spare mm-hmm. what is a, a spare I guess is like an alternate I'm assuming yeah so okay, if cool. someone got hurt I'd jump in mm-hmm. and obviously we're not going to wish for that but if anything did things like that happen all the time so that's why we do need people yeah, like you exactly. um and then in 18 again you you hop back into uh, competition you win gold in the eight I mean you get top 10 as as a pair I mean what does that mean to you like again now we're on the highest of stages for your your sport and you're already winning and you're already coming in top 10 I mean you're at such a young age I mean how excited are you for the near future yeah it's pretty exciting um it's encouraging and I really am looking forward to this year and looking forward to um racing and hopefully earning my spot in the eight again that was just a blast Mm -hmm. um and in the pair there's a lot of things that happened for me and my pair partner to be that pair that year um the pair in 2017 got silver um one of the rowers was actually injured that year so she wasn't able to compete and um tracy she was the other rower she ended up being the eight with us and then we every year there's this there's trials so in order to be the pair you have to win the trials race and another boat was in favor but then another girl happened to get injured and so we ended up being in a spot we're like whoa maybe we could win this race and it ended up we won the race and then you know we had a conversation we're like okay um we really want to do well so in the eight and we want to do well in the pair we'll just see what happens i was i'm pretty young and um my pair partner, Vicky, she has raced a lot, but she's never raced in the pair either at World Championships. And so, if anything, we were excited to get the experience. Another race under our belt, international experience would always help. So, we we're excited for that. And then we jumped in the eight. And luckily, the, not luckily, but we're glad that the eight went well. 
So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, top 10 in the world for two people who have never competed at that. I mean, I mean, you're, you're, you're making it sound like I understand obviously what your expectations are for yourself as they should be being an elite athlete, being super competitive. You want to win everywhere, but like, you know, if we can take a step back for a second and, and again, look at everything that you just laid down, I think ninth is, uh, is really not that bad uh, considering everything, everything involved. Yeah. Um, that year was actually the first year that I started training in a pair in anything like, so, um, going to worlds in the pair that was just like I was so nervous I was like can I steer will I steer straight will I like I hope everything Mm -hmm. goes well all of these people have been training in the pair for years this is my first year um yeah it was pretty it was was pretty nerve-wracking but in the end we're just like okay we're here together we have fitness (laughs) you know we're just gonna do our best and so each race that went by, we're like, okay, that was pretty good. Let's just chip away. Let's do another one. Okay. Like, let's not think too far ahead. Let's not think about anything. Let's just be in the moment and race and see what happens. So we're pretty, we're pretty pleased. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's awesome. Yeah. Throwing everything in um, and coming out like that. I think that that's pretty incredible. So congratulations again for that. That is so cool. Um, in Bulgaria, nonetheless, beautiful place too. So I'm sure, I'm sure there's some nice scenic shots and you had a good time while you're there as well. So, um, so the next topic, uh, 2020 is really not that far away. Um, you know, yeah, it's not, not far. 15, 16 months, maybe not even, I don't know. It's, it feels like we're already halfway through March, but what, um, I mean, what do you have to do to make sure to, or at least do your best to secure a spot to make sure that you're in Tokyo, um, you know, racing against some of the best in the world? I think, uh, rowing being such a fitness sport, I really do have to just show up every day and be focused on the day to day. Um, if I think personally, if I think too far in advance, that just seems like, all right, that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> that's going to be really fast. But if I take it day by day and I really commit to doing the little things right, then hopefully in mm-hmm. the end, it'll be a big, a lot more improvement and just staying healthy. If I stay healthy and I keep improving, I think, um, positive things will happen. So hundred percent. I love that. I love that. And what is, um, so is the, it, the two is a, um, is an Olympic event. Is the eight an Olympic event? Yes, it is. Oh, okay, cool. Cause I think it's different on the men's side or it's something's, something's different um, there. Maybe now that's it's, just now me. it's the same, but oh, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, there's a, there's an eight, there's a four, there's a pair, there's a single and that, well, there's sculling boats too, like a quad, mm. a double, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a sleep rower. And so I'll try to be on the sleep side of things. Very cool. All right. I love it. I love it. So tell us, um, where, where do you stand and how does the qualification process work for you to make the Olympics in the eight or, or the pair? In rowing, in order to qualify, you actually qualify the boat class. Okay. So this summer is qualification summer and we're going to try to qualify all the boats that we're rowing. But just because you qualify the boat doesn't mean that the individuals have qualified, mm-hmm. um, which is a little different than other sports. So right now, the, the important thing is to qualify the boats. And then the next year will be make go through selection and be faster than other people in order to be in that seat. Okay, very cool. So what is it? Is World Championships a qualification event? 
Yes, it is. Okay, cool. So if you just go back and repeat what you did last year, we will have qualified the eight, correct? Yes. Okay. And how many teams of eight are there here in the United States? How many teams of eight? Oh, what do you mean? Yeah. So, I mean, you have to qualify the boat and then you have to see if you qualify for the team, right? So like, are there multiple teams of eight that would then compete or like, how, how do they decide who that eight, that team of eight would be, especially if you just for the, for the USA? Yeah. 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 Yeah, So we have a sweep training camp, which is Mm -hmm. where I'm at right now. And so, um, the head coach, Tom Terhar, he invites rowers to be in this camp and so once you're here, then the selection of the people and the individuals happen here okay. and in, in Princeton. Like, so we've, we pretty much follow the coach. So he invites the rowers and then he puts them in different combinations and we have different tests that we have to do. And so he will decide the individuals for the eight. And how, what's, the, what's the size of the pool of people that he would choose from, women that he would choose from? Um, right now we have... 28 women, mm-hmm. I think, without looking. I'm not sure on the mm-hmm. specific number, but I think it's a little under 30 or around 30 women okay. for eight spots. All right. So there's a little competition there. I mean, again, you were yeah. on the team last year who won gold, so I feel very confident. Um, but I understand where you're coming from. You got to gun it every day and you got to put in your best work and nothing is handed to you. All of it is earned. So I love that. Exactly. Um, exactly. Very cool. Well, Gia, good luck. That'll be super fun. So last thing, um, I want to ask you about, and I do this only out of respect for all of our elite athletes is, um, I'm always curious what your life after your sport looks like. Um, many people say they stay in the sport. Some people have told me like, dude, like I'm not even worried about what's happening tomorrow. So I say, Oh, okay, cool. But I always want to pose that question to you. I mean, you went to college, you got a degree in something. I don't know if that, I mean, I got a degree in something and I'm not working in that field. So uh, it is what it is. But, um, you know, do you have an idea of what you want to do? I mean, athletes careers obviously come to an end, unfortunately, sooner than someone like myself who can stare at a computer screen uh, for the rest of my life. So I'm kind of curious what, um, if you have any ideas or if that's even a thought on your mind. Yeah. So I, I mean, I love rowing and I think if you love what you do, then I'll never really have to be a job or anything Mm -hmm, like that. mm -hmm. So I think after rowing, I really do want to get into coaching and be around people who also love the sport. Yeah, we'll see. Um, There's a lot that could happen between then and now. Of course. Um, Like two or three Olympic games, you know, that's exactly right. If I, yeah, I feel like if I do or if I do not make the Olympic team, I still will come back, I think, for another quad, mm-hmm. um, another four years. But I get, again, like, you never know what happens. But, yeah, so right now what I think about is coaching. Mm-hmm. I love it. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. 100% right. Like, if you actually enjoy what you do, I've talked to so many people who just do what they do for the money. And it's like, well, you can make money doing pretty much anything at this point with the internet. Exactly. Like, like, anything is absolutely possible. So I think that's <laughs> cool. Love your mindset on that. So awesome, Gia. This was fantastic. One more time, Gia Dunan, uh, USA Rowing 2020 Olympic hopeful. Good shot crossing our fingers. I'm pretty confident in it. Um, but Gia, sincerely, sincerely appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Our Athletes with Gia Dunan. As I said, Gia was fantastic. 
super fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Loved her personality. She was so much fun to talk to. Really let that shine as the as the interview went on. But she is so smart. She is so driven. She's so dedicated in everything, everything, everything she does, um, especially with rowing. So very, very happy we had that opportunity. All of her information will be in the show notes, just as ours will to uh, at our athletes us on instagram at our athletes usa on twitter www.ourathletes.us new website coming soon i pinky promise michael at our athletes.us if you have any feedback for me i'm always open to it please rate review comment share five stars on apple itunes and apple Podcasts. that would sincerely sincerely help out what we got going on more people more and more people will be able to see the show which means more and more people can listen to these incredible stories with these incredible athletes, which is exactly what I'm doing. Thank you one more time to our sponsor, Launching Podcast. Make sure to use promo code Mike at launchingpodcast.com if you're interested in getting your own podcast, video course, step-by-step, all the way from the very first time you think you wanted to start a podcast to your fourth episode. It's absolutely fantastic. So thank you one more time to Gia. We sincerely appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Sincerely appreciate that too. And we hope you make it an absolutely wonderful day. Oh,